your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your soon-to-be, maybe drunk host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. Oh, boy. I've covered a lot of teams. This team is bad. This team is really bad. Let's get through the whole intro really quick. Just a reminder, thanks for making this your first listen of the day. This podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Apple, Google, Amazon, YouTube, blah, blah, blah. You can follow me on StimpyJD. Look, I'm not going to mince words here. These last two games have been awful if you're a Ducks fan. If you're a fan of Team Tank, yeah, it's great. There's a way to lose, and there's a way to get embarrassed. The Ducks have managed to not only lose, but be blown out and completely embarrassed the last couple of games. And you know what? You might notice... There's, it's, this is not a full, this is a full glass. This is not a half glass. This is a full glass of wine because at this point it's, it's time to get wine drunk at this point, folks. That's how bad this is. Look, I'm just going to go off the cuff, wine in one hand. What more can I say? I mean, that McDavid goal just put me at a loss for words. I don't know what more I could say about this team that I haven't already said. But I'm going to try. I'm going to try to get through this. Uh, Let's start with the fact that the Ducks allowed 40 plus shots. Again, this is now the 23rd time in 42 games. So more than half the games. Mm. More than half the games, the Anaheim Ducks have allowed 40-plus shots. The 23rd time. Second on that list is Chicago. Oh, but get this. Third and fourth are Columbus and Phoenix. Those three teams, Blackhawks, Coyotes, Columbus, they have allowed 40-plus shots a total of 23 times combined. Combined! What? Are you joking me? You mean... This one team, this one team in Anaheim has given up the same amount of shots that the next three teams combined have given up. It, it's, it's sad. It's just ridiculous how poorly the Ducks are playing and how badly they are losing. This was a team that was supposed to come in with better expectations They were supposed to come into this season with, I don't know, maybe the prospects doing really well in the NHL. Maybe this was a season where they could build off of what they did the first half of last season. Not a continuation of the last second half. That's what this is. This is a continuation of the second half of last season. And this is as bad as it gets. This really is. I mean... I feel like the Ducks are just stalling here. They're just, they're stuck with nowhere to go. And now, Dallas Eakins, if he wasn't, I mean, yes, he's continually on the hot seat. Yes, the lines he put out before the game were weird. 
they were weird lines. They separated Zegris and Terry. They put Zegris on a wing for some reason. Yeah, that top line with McTavish looked good, I guess. Blah. But really, it, it's getting harder to talk about this team on the daily. I mean, I don't get how some people, I mean, I get how some people can talk about their teams on the daily because they're good or because there's at least hope for this Ducks team. What hope is there? Really? What hope is there right now for this Ducks team? Is the hope in the trade deadline? Is the hope in the draft? Is the hope that maybe the Blackhawks will win some games and the Ducks will be guaranteed a top three pick? Is that the hope? Because I certainly hope that's the hope. I've said multiple times, this season would be a failure if the Ducks don't get that number one pick. And I stand by that. If the Ducks don't get, actually no, at least the top two. If they don't get a one or a two in this year's draft, then I would consider this season a complete and utter failure. That's where I see it. It, it, It's that bad, folks. I know there's a Disney day tomorrow. No, I'm not going to go to it. I thought about it, but given my following five-day schedule up ahead, no, I I don't want to make myself that tired. I just don't. I'm already past that point where I'm like, you know what? It's it's, it's wine night tonight. Not that I don't care. I, I care. And I think because I care, it hurts. It hurts that much more with these embarrassing losses. It's the lot like if it was a loss where it was two to one or three to two, and you could tell that they were just working really hard for all sixty. Like, it, it, I wouldn't respond like that. Last season at least gave me hope because I, they were close games. There were more close games than not last season. Even when the Ducks went on that bad run towards the end of last season, at least they were closer games. This season, it feels like it's been blowout after blowout after blowout. The goal differential right now is going to be in the negative triple digits. Easily. And we're only 42 games in. Something needs to be done. I don't know if Paverbeek wants to blow up the team like he did last trade deadline, but he might have to. He might have to just blow everything up at this point because these kind of losses are getting bad. And yes, I've avoided talking about the game itself, so you know what? We're just going to head into the first intermission right now, and you know what? We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about just the game itself. But first, yeah. I mean, before we go into the first intermission, I just got to say, yeah, I know I'm drinking wine here. Yeah, I know. I know it's kind of not allowed, but you know what? I, I don't know what else to do at this point. These losses are bad. All right. I'm going to talk about the game. We'll get to that on the other side. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, including the NFL playoffs, which are coming up. 
Then you have the NBA, All-Star Breaks coming up. NHL, All-Star Break is coming up. Hey, maybe there should be a line on Bet Online as to if I could finish this entire drink by the end of the show. we got about 18 minutes left. I bet I could. And if you bet I could, that line isn't really up there. But you know what? Head over to Bet Online right now anyway. Using your mobile device or your laptop. Bet Online is where the game starts. And Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with J.D. Hernandez. Let's talk about the game. Let's just dive right into it, because why the hell not? It started off bad. It ended bad. I mean, where do I begin? (laughs) The first period, Edmonton just completely took over the game in the first few minutes. I mean... That Connor McDavid no-look pass to Dylan Holloway. Holloway was right in front of the net. Jeez. Come on now. And then Ryan Nugent Hopkins, because of course he would score. I mean, yeah, Sam Carrick got a nice goal. Nice feed for Max Comtois. Carrick also kind of out in front of the net. Okay, that was cool. But let's talk about Edmonton's third goal. That Connor McDavid spin cycle goal that was embarrassing for Trevor Zegras poor kid I mean Connor McDavid pretty much said you can take your lacrosse and shove it that's pretty much what McDavid said because McDavid took Zegras to school on that one now I can't exactly show like moving highlights but I'll just describe it to you McDavid had Zegras right on his back. McDavid is kind of streaking towards the corner. He stops, spins around, leaves Z right in his tracks, goes towards the slot, and scores a backhanded goal. Just over Gibby's shoulder. What? Ugh. That was a ridiculous goal, folks. That was one of the goals of the year. I wouldn't say it's the goal of the year, but it's up there. That's definitely one of those that you're going to see on the highlight reels over and over and over and over again. I mean, those are the kind of goals that will lead anybody to the wine bottle. And I don't blame them. That's embarrassing. The defense was bad. The fact that McDavid just kind of waltzes away, I mean... That was pure McJesus magic right there. Oh, and then Clem Koskin. Koskin had not one, but two goals in this game. Clem Koskin. Ah, remember Clem Koskin, folks? Remember him? Let me remind you about Clem Koskin, shall I? Um, Yeah, he played in St. Louis for a few years. Was... Somewhat of a touted prospect back then. He was a first-round pick. Found his way in Edmonton, and he's kind of finding somewhat of a home with that team. This looks pretty good. Because, of course, he's looking that good. It's Edmonton. A lot of those guys are going to look good under that team. 
Oh, but then after Costin's second goal, of course Leon Dreisaitl got a power play goal because, of course, and stop me if you've heard this before, the Ducks allowed a power play goal. The Ducks allowed a power play goal. Hey, guess what? The Ducks allowed a power play goal again. That PK needs some work. It needs a lot of work. Gibby had given up six goals at that point. And I'm thinking, okay, they got to pull him, right? No, they left him in there for the rest of the period. I thought they would pull him after five goals. But no, they kept him in there for another 10 minutes. And then he was pulled after 40 minutes. Ah, but Anthony Stoller was was perfect in relief. He stopped all 14 shots. All 14 in 20 minutes. Hmm. It's like maybe they should have started Stolar. Oh yeah, they probably should have started Stolar's in general for the game. They could have arrested Gibby. Instead of letting him get embarrassed like that. With no defense. Oh, but that fourth goal. The Clem Costin goal. His first one. I mean, who do we give the assist to? Do we have to give an assist? Oh, we can give an assist here. Oh, how about, I don't know, Dmitry Kulikov. Should he get an assist for just handing the puck over to Clem Costin? Because that's exactly what happened there. Uh, yeah. Very much what happened. It was a bad turnover in their own freaking zone. Their own zone. And Kulikov just passed it, just handed it to him. So I guess Dmitry Kulikov should get credit for that assist, even though on the official score sheet, it says unassisted. No, there was an assist there, just not from an Edmonton Oiler. It was an assist from an Anaheim Duck for just handing the puck over. Here you go on a silver platter. (laughs) I mean, at least we had a Benoit smash on this game in the third period. That was cool. That was his first of the season. I'm used to seeing Benoit smash for the San Diego goals. Not so much for Anaheim, but at least I've seen a Benoit smash before. He's got a hard shot, folks. And he finally got rewarded for it. Hallelujah. Congrats, Benoit, on your first of the season. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. In fact, two former goals stalwarts got the goals tonight. Sam Carrick and Benoit. Why am I not drinking the maple drink today? I should be drinking the maple drink. I should. But no, it's a wine night. I'll have... Okay, the next game that Sam Carrick scores a goal. When I recap, I'll bust out the maple water. But... Jeez uh, Louise. 6-2. to two. Just embarrassing. The last two games. The last two games, the Ducks have been outscored 13-3. They've been outshot 95 to 52. Yes, in the last two games, 95 to 52. They've been outshot the last two games. On the PK, they have allowed two goals in five tries, which means their penalty kill has actually gotten worse. It's gotten worse, if you can believe it. 42 games. They. Probably given up like 70 bajillion goals. I know that's not exactly how much they've given up, but it feel it feels like it, right? It feels like they've given up just like 200 goals. No. Um, 
at least they're still not the worst in PK. Thank you, Seattle, and especially thank you, Vancouver. Yay. Two teams that are worse than the Ducks on the PK. Hallelujah? Question mark? I guess. And that's not the worst part. The losses are embarrassing. But that's still not the worst part. You want to know what the worst part is? Well, you know what? I'll tell you after this second intermission. Yeah, stay locked in. Another bad loss. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks. It's part of TLOPN or Tlopin. You're locked in with JD Hernandez. I have not drank a whole lot. So you know what? You're going to see a lot of that in this segment. My apologies, folks. But when you get outscored like that, when you have a negative goal differential of... You ready for this? Negative. It's negative. Minus 77. That is the goal differential in 42 games. Minus 77. The next worst is the Blackhawks at minus 58. And hey, you know what? While there is hope, the worst thing about these embarrassing losses is the Ducks, as of right now, would not be guaranteed a top three pick. No. Right now, they are the third worst team in the National Hockey League. Third worst, folks. That means that they could land anywhere from the number one pick all the way down to the number five pick. Guys, if you're going to lose in embarrassing fashion, just tank already, please. Just embrace the tank. There's 40 games left in the season. I mean, mathematically, the Ducks are still in it. There's 40 games left. They can gain 80 points. If they run the table and go 40 and 0, they can get to 108 points. Look, on average, the lowest wild card team gets in with 90 points. That's on average. That has been in the recent past. We've seen teams get in with as low as 86 points, I believe. In order for the Ducks to get 88 points, they would have to get 60 points in their last 40 games. 60 points. They would have to win 30 of their last 40 games in order to have a shot at a playoff berth. (sighs) Honesty hour here? Like, complete honesty hour? Not even some of the best teams in NHL history can win 30 games out of 40. I mean, the only team that's done that recently is a team that just beat up on the Ducks a couple nights ago. That's the Boston Bruins. Only the Bruins have won more than 30 games in a 40-game span. That's it. That's the list this season. So unless the Ducks turn into the Boston Bruins... They're not making the playoffs. So they may as well just tank right now. I mean, hey, but there is some slight good news. You want to hear the slight good news? Chicago has won their last two games. The Blackhawks are on a winning streak. So Ducks fans, if you want any hope for an Adam Fantilli or a Connor Bedard, it's time to really, really embrace the tank and root for the Chicago Blackhawks Root for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Heck, I might even do that just as a lark. Uh, 
just for the sake of doing it, maybe I'll just at some point put on a Columbus Blue Jackets jersey in lieu of a Ducks jersey. I mean, I have that Ducks jersey right there. I like that jersey a lot. It's great. But, oh, man, it is, it's just hard. It, it's hard to watch this right now. The Ducks are a bad team right now, but they should not be this bad. I, I in no way thought that they would have a negative 77 goal differential in 42 games. I honestly did not see this coming. I don't think a lot of Ducks fans saw this coming. I don't even think the Ducks brass, I don't think the Ducks themselves saw this coming at all. Remember the good old days when Edmonton would come into the pond and even though Edmonton on paper would be the better team, the Ducks would still beat them at home? Remember that? I mean, I could even think back to maybe even three years ago. Even three years ago when Dallas Eakins first took over. Edmonton just didn't waltz in here. No, there was... Yeah, the Ducks beat them that season. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. It was great seeing Connor McDavid get embarrassed in that fashion. It was even more fun, if you remember this game from a couple years back. Remember when Connor McDavid took a penalty? I believe it was in overtime. McDavid took a late penalty and Ducks won it in overtime. Remember? Those were the days... Mm. And now, losing 6-2, seeing McDavid just take over. What's also embarrassing is the amount of visiting fans that have been coming to the games recently. There was maybe 60-65%. I think a buddy of mine that was there exaggerated when he said it was 90% Bruins fans. I mean, maybe there was 90% Bruins fans there, but there was definitely more than 50% of the fans there were cheering for the Boston Bruins on Sunday. This game, it sounded like it was almost all Edmonton fans at the pond. What the heck? This could become a thing now. I mean, what's going to happen on Friday? What, is the Jesper Bratt fan pack going to come in? to the Ponza and take over is the Brat Pack for whatever they're worth, which is nothing. Is the Brat Pack going to come in and just take over at the Pond? Could that happen? Yeah, probably. I mean, do the Devils have a lot of fans right now? Maybe. I mean, they're pretty good this season. And then the Ducks have that long six-game roadie after this game on Friday at Pittsburgh. At Philly. At Columbus. I mean, just for the heck of it. I might wear a Columbus jersey for that podcast. When the Ducks play the Blue Jackets. Then they play the Sabres. Then the Coyotes. Then the Avs. Watch the Ducks lose all six of those games. Watch that happen. Because of course it would. I mean, has this podcast turned into kind of a rant? Yes. Is there hope? Not in the next couple of months. The best hope is for those ping pong balls to fall in the Ducks' place. I mean, I would say cheers to all you Ducks fans for for sticking by this. For sticking through the last three months. If y'all are still here after three months, you know, bless you guys. Bless you guys for sticking by this. <sighs> the The hope is... 
in the future. Not the immediate future, but, you know, the future of next season. When Jamie Drysdale is back to full strength. When McTavish develops more. When Zegras gets better. When when Z enters his prime. When Troy Terry becomes a monster across the league. That is the hope. Also, in a weird way, the hope is for, at this point, I mean, pretty much everyone on my feed is saying it, so I'm going to say it too. The hope is for a new head coach next season. So all kinds of hope, but not for this season. Not until the May draft lottery. So to those of you that have stuck around, cheers to all of you. Oh, here we go. I'm going to feel it tomorrow morning. Okay. Yeah, that'll do it. (sighs) Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, boy. You can follow me on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. If you want to drop me a line of condolences... You could do so at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all so much for your continued support. Thanks for sticking around. I really appreciate it, folks. Oh, that was a lot right there. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez laughing through the pain, saying have a great rest of the afternoon, evening. Please, please be kind to each other. Be kind to all the Ducks fans out there. Be safe out there. And ducks fly together. <laughs> <laughs>